hands down, my favorite CD of all time would have to be Live at the Village Vanguard by Bill Evans. Well, for sure, Giant Steps by John Coltrane. Joni Mitchell. One would have to be the essential Billy Holiday. Duke Ellington, Kind of Blue, Sticky Fingers, Beatles, The Who, Todd Rundgren, Keith Jarrett, Oscar Peters, Dave Brubeck, Songs in the Key of Life. Welcome to Stranded, CDs for a Desert Island. I'm Ross Porter. If you were marooned on a remote island with no prospect of returning home, which CDs would you want to have to help pass the time? For most music fans, it's a difficult question. But what if you're a musician? Hmm, the prospects could be even more challenging. Juno Award winner Sophie Millman has an interesting story to tell. Born in Russia, raised in Israel, and now she's Canada's. Sophie recently released her fourth album, In the Moonlight. It's her best yet. Here's a track from her New York-produced release, In the Moonlight. This is Do It Again. Sophie Millman and Do It Again on Jazz FM 91. And that's from her new album. It is called In the Moonlight. And as promised, uh, Sophie is my guest on this week's edition of uh, Stranded Music for Desert Island. Good to see you. Hi, good to see you too. First album that you bought, do you recall? Oh, with my own money. Hmm. I think it was uh, the Ray Charles Betty Carter album. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm weird. Um, it was, uh, definitely, I think that's what it was. You know, when we moved here to Canada and bought our first, and we, I say my family, and we bought our first CD player, uh, there wasn't a lot of money, so I was just taking uh, CDs out of the library. And every week, new CDs, and just kind of checking them out. But uh, when I started working a little bit, and I could afford to go to the store, that's what I bought. Well, what about in, uh, in Russia, though? In Russia, I was a little kid, right? And in Israel, I was also a kid, and you know we had um, we had a record player, so I used to go and buy albums with my dad. I never, I never went out and bought albums on my own. So, I think the first album we bought together with my dad um, at this used uh, LP store was a Beatles album, actually, the one with a taste of honey in it, on it. Oh gosh, that yeah, was one yeah. of the very uh, early yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great Bobby Scott too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the one of your your first Desert Island pick uh, is uh, is from the Beatles. Yes, from the Let It Be album. Yes, the the Beatles were an extremely important part of my family's thing, and uh, we used to when we moved to Israel, my parents worked extremely hard. I mean, two three jobs each, and we would come together on the weekends and listen to those records and dance, and it was this uh, this this extreme coming together around music and uh, it was jazz and it was gospel and it was Brit pop and my dad was a huge huge Beatles fan and uh, you know I was expected to learn the songs I was expected to know how to sing them and when we drove uh, drove around the country or when you know took road trips he would just turn to me and call out Beatles tunes and I would sing sing them and put in words because English was I mean my third language at that point and uh, or fourth whatever and um, 
I didn't understand everything that was said, especially with the British accent. So I would just invent, make up words and stick them in as, as need be, you know, as long as it rhymed, it worked. Can you give me an example? Oh, not now. <laughs> I can't think of anything now because now I understand the words. Well, I think uh, um, there have been examples recently, like, you know, the theme to CSI? Yes. Who are you? Yes. For the longest time, I thought it was Blue Awning. Blue Awning. Blue, 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 blue. Ridiculous, right? Totally ridiculous. But the mind of an immigrant is a, is a dark, confused place. And I was <laughs> one day I was sitting and I was sick and I was watching CSI singing along. And my husband comes into the room and he says, What are you singing? Blue Awning? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I, I knew anyway, people who thought that uh, Deep on the Water, or deep, it was, it was Smoke, smoke, on, smoke the, on the Water, on the water. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. Uh, Fast Talking Walter. <laughs> See? Were they immigrants? I don't think so. No excuses for that kind of behavior. So your first tune from the Beatles, the Let It Be album, why this tune? I just think it's wonderful. I think it's one of those, you know, the Beatles are so instantly recognizable and they, and they take you to a place. They really, they take you to this completely, sometimes innocent, sometimes violent, sometimes... Um, simple, sometimes complex, but they kind of transport you. And I think this tune, you know, it's not so much about the tune a lot of the time with them, but the instrumentation and sometimes how simple it is and how, how, how it just, how joyous it sounds. And two of us, I just think, uh, is really beautiful. And I actually wanted to record it on, on this record, but thought, you know, some of the gender lyrics are a little bit funny. And if you, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to sing, a song written from for a male perspective and a female perspective, and uh, but I still I love listening to it. You know the guitars and 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 the vibe of it is just beautiful and reminds me of uh, a time back you know in the day when it was very difficult. Um, times were tough, but my family was very very much together, and uh, kind of these kind of songs kept us together. And the Beatles and two of us on Jazz FM ninety one. By Charles Hawtrey and the Deaf Aids. <laughs> Phase one in which Doris gets her oats. from Let It Be. That was the Beatles and two of us, and that's one of the uh, Desert Island picks of my guest today, Sophie Millman. Your next pick is from uh, Stevie Wonder. Yes. From the Inner Visions album. Yes, that is an album I, I think I went through a period a few years ago when I listened to it for several months nonstop in my car at home. I would just take it from place to place and, and play it. Um, Stevie is one of my favorite, uh, I've spoken about it a lot actually, he's one of my favorite artists of all time um, in any genre and I think he, nobody kind of touches him in terms of the inventiveness and the musicality and I think he plays most of the instruments on on this record. Um, Just tremendous, tremendous, tremendous songwriter, tremendous singer and as a singer I kind of listen to him and I think his range has no limit. You know, I always laugh when they have press releases, you know, three and a half octave range. You, nobody has a three and a half octave range. No one. But Stevie comes pretty close, you know. And you met him once. I met him, yeah. And that was 
one of the most amazing moments of my life. I don't really get starstruck. I don't. I don't care. Was I this mean, a birthday present or something? This was. Um, I was playing in San Francisco, uh, in uh, San Diego, in a club called An- Anthology. And my husband uh, was planning to fly in and meet us kind of mid-tour. My now husband, then boyfriend, uh, Casey. And he uh, he flew in with tickets to see Stevie Wonder. And he had, he'd been working for months and months on getting us backstage. And it was around the time of my birthday. And... Um, and we went and you know you know i did i did my hair and i did my makeup all good and we're sitting through the show and i started crying as soon as they dropped the first beat so by the end of the night my makeup was completely gone not only was it gone i mean it was black completely black streaks of mascara on my face and i went back and i brought makeup with me because i knew this was going to happen and i went to the bathroom and i reapplied the makeup and casey said to me at one point he said you know he can't see you right so it doesn't really matter what you look like. Just let's hurry in. <laughs> you know, you might be gone by the time we get in there. But it was amazing, I mean, to be able to give him a hug. This man that me and, you know, my dad idolized, the, this voice that's been in my life since I was a little girl, it's, it's magical. From the album Inner Visions, this is Stevie Wonder and Higher Ground on Jazz FM 91. <laughs> Stevie Wonder, and that was Higher Ground, and it's one of the uh, Desert Island picks of my uh, guest today, Sophie Millman. Now, Ray Charles is coming up next. Mm -hmm. Tell me about Ray and his role in your life. There's another one that was, uh, you know, ever-present in my childhood. Uh, I love Ray doing covers. I love his Georgia on my mind. I love his uh, Let It Be. I love his Eleanor Rigby. And uh, I heard this particular tune, it wasn't a part of my childhood, but I heard it uh, a few years ago, and I thought, man, it's just beautiful. Because he's got that uh, hyper-emotional delivery of songs. You know, when you hear um, the Beatles version of Eleanor Rigby, for example, they sing it, and it's and it's tender, and it's beautiful, and it's totally messed up, but it's it's it sounds a little removed. But when, when Ray sings it, he super gets into it. And I feel the same thing about Being Green. Being Green being one of my favorite songs ever, and I recorded it, and it's uh, and it's the one that always gets the audiences going as soon as I start, uh, as soon as I start singing, because they can really relate to the message. And um, I find that when Ray sings it, it really, it really connects, because he was, he was always green. He was always different and, and, and odd, and you know had his this major handicap that that uh could have held him back but he didn't allow it to and um just i just think there's something about his voice and his passion and delivery and in the 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 chutzpah i don't know i just love him it's not that easy being green
gente se gosta Acontece que é pra casar Acontece que a gente se gosta Acontece que é pra casar Joyce on uh, vocals with some help from uh, Dory Kami, and uh, that piece was called Rio Bahia. I okay. think. I mean, I'm not. I'm no Brazilian, but I oh, think that's well, what it is. Uh, Portuguese. Yeah. Yes, I like that. Oh, he's. They're amazing. I mean, she is just such a beautiful singer and a great, <laughs> great guitar player and great band leader. Um, I missed the chance to see her live because I think I was in Japan, but uh, or somewhere, but. Um, Casey, my husband, went to her show at uh, the Ottawa Jazz Festival, and she was incredible, and just so effortless. And uh, and Dory Dory Kaimi is just—he's wonderful. I mean, it's just there's uh, so much spirit in that music, and so much spirit in the way they deliver it. It's uh, it's inspiring. That album really puts a smile on my face, like every time. It's infectious. Mm-hmm. Your next piece. Next piece is uh, Al Jarreau. Um, from his album Tenderness, it's called Mashkenara, and it's uh, one of my favorite, favorite Brazilian tunes. Um, and he's just again, I mean, talk about effortless mastery and sheer joy, um, a voice that can do absolutely everything, a spirit that doesn't age. I mean, I I've seen him several times now. I think six years ago at the Montreal Jazz Festival, and he blew my mind completely. And then. Uh, most recently at Jazz Lives, uh, where he was incredible, and then again at the Blue Note with George Duke. And he's uh, he's a tremendous artist and an inspiration. I call, like, his Blue Note show where I stayed for both sets, and I, it's like a master class in performance. It really is. I mean, the way he handles the audience and the way he delivers a song and the way his voice just... I've never seen anybody who's, I mean... His brain tells his voice to go places, and the voice just goes, right? He doesn't have to really strain for it or reach for it or think about it too hard. And, and one of the real characters, too, absolutely. In, uh, in jazz. Absolutely. I mean, when, when I saw him the first time, Montreal Jazz Festival, and I, it was my first time playing, and there was kind of a buzz, you know, it was my first record, and, and uh, I came, uh, came backstage, and he speaks the way he sings. Nice to meet you duet time you know like his voice just goes all over the place and and uh, I, and he's the sweetest guy too I mean you you think a guy like that who won however many Grammys and however many categories would have some sort of massive ego but he really really doesn't and I've I've uh, met him several times since and he's always a joy here's Al Giroux on Jazz FM 91 Al Giroux from his album Tenderness, and that was Mescanada on Jazz FM 91, one of the Desert Island picks of my guest today, Sophie Millman. I love that song. Oh, it's tremendous. It's wonderful. It, uh... And I also love the, the, there was a remix of it recently, not his version, but uh, the Black Eyed Peas did a tribute to Sergio Mendes or mm-hmm. something, Will I Am, made, put this record together. It's awesome. I mean, that's a song, I mean, you can do whatever you want with it, and it will sound great. I don't usually love remixes, but that one is fantastic. The next piece is one of my 
Choices, and that's mm-hmm. a track from your album called "In the uh, In the Moonlight." It's called "Watch What Happens." Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about recording this. It was uh, this is a song I've been that's been sort of in my repertoire for a while. I hadn't been performing it, but I, it's one of the great jazz ballads and recorded by pretty much everyone. And I usually like to steer clear of those songs, but it's um, it's one of those songs that I heard years ago um, for the first time. Really, one, one of the first versions I heard was Carmen McRae. And it was around the same time when I discovered uh, Make Someone Happy. Um, again, her version. And it was the time when I was, you know, my relationship with my now husband was getting serious and so much of my music is about him but kind of not about him it's about me when I encountered him and sort of the emotional growth and the kind of journey that I had to go on in order to be able to deal with the concept of such a serious relationship and such an intense kind of love and I think of him and I think of uh, all the sacrifices that he's made for me and that I've made for him. I mean, it's not easy to have a wife who's a singer, who's not, who's, who's rarely here, who's, uh, you know, super emotional and intense and temperamental and everything is, everything seems to be difficult and intense and emotional and he just takes it all in stride and uh, supports me unconditionally and uh, has put a lot of, you know, sort of, his things on hold in order to enable what I do. So to me, when I sing that song, is really, I close my eyes and I, uh, I think of him and sort of our relationship. Leonard Cohen on Jazz FM 91, and take this waltz from his album, I'm Your Man, and it's one of the Desert Island picks of my guest today, Sophie Millman. Why that piece? I love him. He's incredible. And really, um, as soon as I heard him, he, um, for the first time, I think it was 12 years ago when I first moved here, he reminded me of the Russian bards I grew up with when I was a little girl. There is a darkness and an intensity and um, a fixation with death. (laughs) <laughs> and fixation with uh, with death and life, but not not pretty life, not rosy colored glasses, but really life in its most kind of real manifestation. And I just uh, I think he communicates it extremely beautifully. And uh, again, it's and it's got you know this particular song. It's um, I love the instrumentation. It's just so European. It takes me. You know, I grew up with Russian bards. I grew up with Polish jazz. I grew up with accordions and harmonicas and um, actually allowed myself to go there on this, on my new record in the moonlight. There is, there are all these 
what are called miscellaneous instruments, <laughs> you know, that are actually not miscellaneous in Europe. Uh, but we don't really get to hear them in North America. What's your next pick? My next pick is um, Marvin Gaye tune. We've got a real mix going here. It's uh, What's Going On, and it's one of, obviously, his most uh, famous songs. And I just, I love the call to action on this tune. And again, as a singer and as a musician, I just, I adore his voice. I think it's, again, one of the most, it's, you hear God when you hear a voice like that, that can just do everything so effortlessly. And the... Uh, the lyrics and the the passion and the, the 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 call to action and the instrumentation I just think come together so beautifully on this track. Hey, hey, hey. hey what's happening, brother? Oh, what's up? This is hey, a big party, man. Yeah, I brother, can Simply stated, one of the greatest pieces of music ever recorded. I agree. Totally. Wow. What's mm -hmm. going on? And what a life he led. And what a sad ending. I mean, honestly, I, um, it's amazing. And amazing. What a gift. You know, I mean, there's a timelessness to that song Absolutely. 40 years later. It's still... Well, as long as they're going to be human beings, there's going to be a timelessness to that song. Because we just, we like <laughs> to do bad things to each other. Sophie. Yes. This has been great. It's really fun. Thanks was for it, having uh, me. Was it difficult to pick the pieces of music, to pick the albums? Uh, you know, uh, no, because you actually, you think that, you know, would I ever really be on a desert island? Are these actually my 10 favorite ever desert island picks? And I think that they change with time. And depending on what's going on in your life. Exactly. They change with time. They change with age. But I would say that these... These albums have been consistent in my con consistent in my life over the last many years, and um, you know maybe in five ten years I the things will be shuffled around a little bit. But these are definitely the tunes that I wanted to showcase as influential in my life and songs that move me and you know do something to me emotionally and speak to me on a very deep level. And um, yeah. There are two albums that we uh, didn't have time to play. Mm -hmm. One was uh, Heat Wave by Cal Jader and Carmen McRae, and yes. the other was Cassandra Wilson's New Moon Daughter. Two of my favorite albums ever. And we're going to close mm. with uh, with a selection by Jaco Pistorius. Yes, it's uh, it's called Liberty City, and uh, I discovered Jaco a few years ago, and I got so excited that I came home and I said to Casey, I said, I really want him to play on my next record. In case he said, you know, there's a slight problem, he's he's gone. <laughs> and I was devastated because to me the sound, it was so modern. Doesn't it sound like something that's mm -hmm. not actually, what is it, 30 years old now? Yeah. You know, nobody's doing that stuff. It's, it's, it's tremendous. And even the electronic jazz and the kind of experimental jazz that you hear now, I, I don't like it as much. I don't like it as much as that stuff. I mean, this sounds so new and energetic and absolutely incredible. Um, I'm just a huge, huge Jacob Astorius fan from that first moment that I accidentally stumbled on this album on a on an old iPod. I just I think he's he's tremendous. I this is my workout music too. 
This is Jacob Pistorius. This is from the album The Birthday Concert, and this is Liberty City, and it's one of the picks of my guest today, Sophie Millman. Thanks, Sophie. Thanks for having me. Here's Jacko on Jazz FM 91. Sophie Millman's Desert Island picks included The Beatles' Let It Be, Renaissance by Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder's Inner Vision, Joyce featuring Dory Kayami and Rio Bahia, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, Leonard Cohen, I'm Your Man, Tenderness by Al Giroux, and Jaco Pistorius's The Birthday Concert. Music that we didn't have a chance to play included Cal Jader and Carmen McRae's Heat Wave and Cassandra Wilson's New Moon Daughter. I'm Ross Porter. You've been listening to Stranded, music for a desert island with Sophie Millman.